Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the NFL Draft is here. Plus, what the Rams draft picks mean for the roster. And later, are the Rams waiting to sign free agents until after the draft? We'll talk about it next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bex. I am laying down the law for you tonight. Bunch of cool stuff to get into here at the NFL Draft. That's pretty exciting stuff. We have made it all the way to the draft. I, I know that when, when the season ends, usually it feels like forever, but for the Rams, I mean, every time... These, uh, especially these last two times, because that's when I've been covering here on Rams Showcase. These last two Super Bowl appearances make the offseason feel extremely quick. So this draft kind of crept up on me. I'll be honest. I mean, I know we've like discussed it, and everybody knows the dates of the draft, <laughs> but it still like really crept up on me. And now we're here. I am recording in the middle of the night in Colorado because I'm just getting off of work and. This was the time that I had to record, and I wanted to get this out on Thursday morning as early as I could. So I wanted to hop in and uh, and knock this this puppy out so that we had full draft coverage for your Rams weekend. As we uh, head into the weekend in the NFL draft, which is, I mean, not the most exciting time for Rams fans. I understand that, that, that especially day one for Rams fans. I, I actually, I kind of like that, though. I like that the Rams fans can kind of just take us... Take a beat, you know, kick your feet up and relax and then watch the rest of everybody else kind of do everything. And I mean, obviously the Rams aren't going to get into round one. I mean, the the haul that that would take for the Rams to move up from 104 into day one of the draft would be too much. And I don't think there's anybody in this draft either that would make an immediate impact on the Rams. Of course, there's some very, some very strong players out there. And there's, I mean, if you're, if we go top five, then we could pick up like an edge rusher that that we could put in opposite of flow and uh, who would have an impact or something like that. But overall, I mean, this this Rams team is pretty set in their roster, which 
feels really good as you enter draft weekend that you know that like pretty much I would say all of our starters are in place. And if there were going to be any changes there, we'll kind of discuss it. But I would say all 22, potentially we could see some differences in the special teams units. But I would say all 22 starters, uh, offense and defense, are pretty locked in. And I would say that we are set there. And if we needed to field a team today, uh, I think that we would be competitive. And that's awesome because obviously, I mean, this team, uh, we've seen the the growth of this team in just a, a quick five-year span. I mean, these last five years have been awesome and incredible, but uh, we go before that and it's, I mean, there was a lot of losing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the a lot of you guys that are that are here with me today on Ram Showcase, you guys remember that th- those years and those down years and winning six games in three years and stuff like that. But also there's a bunch of new fans popping in and I am not a gatekeeper of Rams fandom. I think that everybody is welcome here. Without a single doubt, I don't care if you have been around uh, since, you know, 1973 and you know every single player uh, front and back and all that stuff. Or if you only know that our quarterback's number nine and you like the Rams. I I, I like all fans. All fans uh, have a, a spot here at Rams Showcase for sure. All you have to do is be a Rams fan. That's that's qualification number one. But before we hop into the news, make sure you follow the Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media pages. That would be at Ram Showcase Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. We do post for fan quesos. If you want to hop in on that, we'll take care of those on the back end here. But uh, we also keep you guys posted on uh, all the latest Los Angeles Rams news. If you are hearing the audio-only version of this, then great news. There is a video version as well. Just head over to YouTube. Uh, it's YouTube.com slash Ram Showcase, so super simple there. And uh, you can... Uh, catch uh, the video version of this. You can see me say these words. And if you are on the video version on YouTube, then great news. If you are, you know, driving or going to work out or something like that, there is an audio only version as well that you can catch. Uh, and that's everywhere. That's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast, you can find Ram Showcase or just do a quick Google search. It'll pop me up there as well. Let's go ahead and hop into some news. All right. We are going to be talking pretty heavy about the NFL draft uh, as it is draft time. We, that is the the time that we are in. I'm not going to give you guys a mock draft. Those are ridiculous. I think uh, if you if you follow Tom Grossi on, on Twitter, then uh, his mock draft is so far my favorite one uh, in what I would consider probably the most accurate, you know. Teach their own, I guess. But uh, yeah, mock drafts is not something that we participate in here at Ram Showcase. It's just a feels like a little bit of a time waster. I get it and stuff like that. And they can definitely get plays and stuff. And uh, I, I realize that I I am limiting somewhat of my audience by not giving a mock draft. But um, it's also I mean, we pick at 104. What do you want from me? <laughs> How am I supposed to guess who we take at 104 if we don't move back? Uh, but we'll go ahead and hop into some news before we talk about the draft. And, and really, it's only one thing before we hop into that draft, and that is Aaron Donald. And he did sell his home in Calabasas in California, and a lot of Rams fans got kind of freaked out by this. And I didn't cover this at all uh, when I saw the original news post of his of him selling his house because I really thought it was a non-story. Uh, but I, I know that like it kind of came back around and kept seeing some Rams fans be like, "What? Like, what if we don't extend him? What if he? What if he wants out now? Uh, he's selling his house. What if he wants to go back to Pittsburgh? Or what if he's just going to retire?" And I can now confirm that that is not the case, as he has now purchased a eight-bedroom, nine-bathroom house for $17.1 million, and he is living a lot closer 
to Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, two people who are pretty important to this Los Angeles Rams uh, squadron at the moment. So uh, to, to just ease your mind, maybe just a skosh that Aaron Donald is not leaving the Los Angeles Rams. And I also did not buy any of the the retirement stuff. I kind of felt like like with a guy like Aaron Donald in his career and what he's come from and his entire path, it does kind of feel like his like the peak was to win a Super Bowl. And like that was it. That was like, what else do you do if you're Aaron Donald? You won the Super Bowl. You have absolutely nothing to prove to a single human being on the planet. You already are a Hall of Famer at 30 years old. And now it's just like it's, you reach that pinnacle. And at what point do you decide like, OK, I did it. Like I've, I've, I've finished. I did what I set out to do. And at 30 years old, I just I don't even know if he expected that this is where he would be at this point, especially when you start looking back at his career when he joined the St. Louis Rams and the the level that that team was at under Jeff Fisher. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he thought that it was going to take a little bit longer. Maybe he thought that that's like at the end of his career, he was going to be like 35, 36, and that's when he was going to hit it and it was going to be a ride off into the sunset thing. But now he's only 30 and hits that mark. And it's like, well, do, do you just go again? Like that, And that's kind of what it sounds like he's trying to do. So, well, I... I I feel very confident in saying Aaron Donald's coming back. At this point, I would be so shocked if Aaron Donald announced his retirement. That would blow my mind. So, uh, But it does look like he's uh, staying at least in Los Angeles for the time being as he purchased that house. He did make like uh, two-something million dollars off of his house that he bought. In, uh, it was 2018 he bought that house in Calabasas. And then he sold it for about two-something million more than... Um, than he had originally bought it for, so he came out positive there. And the house that he bought for 17.1, that person bought it for 15.5, I think is what it said. So everybody comes out on top, and Aaron Donald stick around in the Los Angeles area. So we got that going for us. If you did not see the Rams on the clock video, that was absolutely unbelievable. I'll be honest with you. I'll be 100% honest with you right now. I only watched it one time, because now I'm kind of like saving it now. It's like, that, that feeling of seeing something the first time is something you can only have once. So I'm like holding on to that of like that was I saw it that one time and it was unbelievable, but it was so good and it was done so well that it's kind of like hard for me. If you have not yet seen it, check it out. I mean, go to the Rams YouTube page, the Facebook page, Twitter page. I think it's on there as well. It's just about everywhere on Rams social media. And it is 100% worth it. Very cool video. The production value on that kind of thing is unreal. And I mean, this is this is something that the Rams are not strangers to of putting out very high level stuff. I remember when they did the video for SoFi and then they had like a version of it that could be like just that you could just watch on like your regular screen. But it was like designed for the Oculus or what are they calling it? Is that what they're calling it? The Infinity Board is what they're calling it. Um, yeah, so they... They, they designed it for that so it would work on there, but then you could also, there was a version where you could just see it on your normal screen and it would be totally fine and make perfect sense. But that was like uh, directed by some big name director. I'm not movie guy, so I don't, I, if my TV's on, it's probably sports related, but, um, but like, this is not something that the Rams have, have been strangers to. And I just thought it was really cool how this team could not have a pick in the top 100 of the NFL draft and still steal headlines leading into draft weekend. 
The Rams do have eight picks, which is more than some teams, but uh, not picking until 104, I mean, it's, it's so unbelievable to me what this team is capable of. And not only this team on the field, we just won the Super Bowl, but this team's social media team, the production squad, like all this stuff is is unreal. And I got to say, it's uh, so much fun to be a fan of the Los Angeles Rams. With where we're at today, this is just, I'm having a great time. I'm just riding this wave as long as we can ride it. You know what I mean? Who knows how long this will last? We'll probably fall down eventually. But right now, this is awesome. We are at the top of the freaking world. And, and I'm riding this wave as much as I can. And also... Dennis Quaid as Stan Kroenke is one of my favorite things in the universe. I absolutely love that. Big fan. Big fan of Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid does love you. And Dennis Quaid, great Stan Kroenke. Did great. He did a great job. <laughs> that was fun stuff. All right, so we got the NFL draft coming up uh, tonight into the weekend. Uh, the Rams' first pick is at 104. After that, that's in the third round. And then after that, fourth round in 142. One pick in the fifth round at 175, uh, three in the sixth, 211 to 12, so a couple back-to-back, and then a couple picks later at 218, and then a couple of seventh rounders, 238 and 253. Only two of these picks are original Rams picks with 175 and 253. 238 is from the Dolphins, and the other five selections are actually compensatory picks. Uh, and a big part of that is just the, the the people that the Rams have lost, which is big names. And we're going to see that again next year with uh, some of the names that we lost as well. So, uh, I mean, depending on like what happens with OBJ, and I think that there's also a rule in there uh, about the timing. If OBJ were to come back to the Rams, that it would not impact the comp pick as far as losing it. So if we wait long enough to bring him back, the window that we did not have him is actually a, a good enough window to actually still get that pick. But I know Von Miller will uh, should have one as well. Uh, I don't know if Hecker would draw one or not. Um, that's kind of a tough one. I think Darius Williams might. Uh, Robert Woods. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a high potential to get these comp picks back again. Uh, and the way that the Rams are building their roster right now comp picks are exactly what this team needs and can utilize and does benefit greatly from uh, because the the ability of this team to draft late with hits late and then be able to move on from veterans who might cost a little bit more money as those other guys have been developing for a few years and just keep that cycle rolling right now it's working and I don't see a time like I don't see when I'm looking at at the, the Rams spending over the next few years, I don't see a spot where it's like, oh man, this year we're going to have to eat it. Like that's going to be, that's going to be the year that we drop off. It just doesn't seem to be happening. And a lot of these things are because of the short-term deals that the Rams are doing. Uh, but that's where we get into a bunch of salary cap gymnastics and uh, some finagling, if you will, uh, that uh, people like Les Snead are better at explaining and, and dealing with than myself because I, uh, I kind of understand what the Rams are doing. Like, I understand, like, the process of, uh, of like, kicking m- the money down the road, but also spreading it out so it doesn't hit you all at once, anything like that. Uh, but the in-depthness of it, I, I, I don't know. And then I still stand by the salary cap is, is essentially a myth. There's always a way to work around it. Um, there's some teams that will say that, no, the salary cap is very real. These, these are things. And then there's other teams like the Los Angeles Rams will say, like, yeah, it's real. We got to work with that. Like, we can't hit this number, but there's a way to not hit that number. You just got to do this and this and this. So it all works out. 
Also, I didn't have this in my notes, but uh, Cam Akers is switching to number three now. He was going to be charged half a million dollars last year to switch to number three, and now he's not. But the way that that was reported by Adam Schefter was that um, Odell Beckham Jr. knew that he would not be able to continue with number three, and he was very adamant about putting that information in there. And that information, information doesn't get released like that on accident. Like, it's not like Schefter's just putting things together in his brain. I'm not sure he has the capability to do that. Uh, So I think he has information there uh, about OBJ and a potential number change for Odell Beckham Jr. So we'll see what happens there uh, if he does indeed return to the Los Angeles Rams, which I'll be honest, I am kind of anticipating at this point. All right, let's see here. Oh, okay. (laughs) We talked about the comp picks, and that's a good thing. But I want to let it be known that uh, if the Rams fall back from 104, and I realize when, you're, when your first pick is at 104, that's tough for fans to sit back and just kick it and watch, and then you get to 104, and then it's like, all right, who's our new Ram? And then we fall back out of it. But don't be shocked, don't be stunned, don't be annoyed if the Rams do fall back at 104 because we've already gotten explanation about why they would do that. And per Les Sneed, Les Make a Deal Sneed, it looks like the Rams have a whole, a whole like group of players that they really like that are supposed to be or could be available at the 104 spot. And if they're down to like one or two, they may just go ahead and pick their guy. But if they feel good about the group that's there and enough of those guys are there, they could fall back, try to recoup some picks late, and then still get a guy that they really like. And I mean. The 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 number of guys there is is not something that we have knowledge on. We don't know who the Rams are looking at. Uh, this happens every year where there's a bunch of Rams publications out there that are like, oh, well, we did this guy. We, we visited with this guy. So it's, I mean, it's pretty locked. And I like this guy. So if we don't get him, it's a waste and stuff like that, which is ridiculous. But I mean, hey, to each their own and everybody everybody does their content differently and stuff. And, and I'm not here to, well, I am here to bash it a little bit, but, <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> what can you do? Uh, but either way, the, the Rams, like, we don't know who they're looking at in this spot. And we've seen that historically. Uh, nobody knew that Joe Noteboom was about to be a Ram. Uh, nobody saw Taylor Rapp coming in. I don't think anybody had Tutu Atwell coming to the Rams. Maybe a couple people late uh, as the pick was like creeping up. Uh, but uh, going into the draft, entering the like round one, I don't think anybody really had those players pegged as uh, potential ramps. You know what I mean? So we don't know who those guys are, and uh, we'll we'll get a little bit of a sense as um, if the Rams do move back. That like okay, then there's a group right here in this 104 to 115 range that we liked that could have been uh, Rams, but maybe we saw some value in just adding a pick instead of just going ahead and taking one of those guys. Um, So also, please keep in mind that really no person, uh, the Rams draft, will be asked to be a day one starter. Uh, Nobody in this draft class, especially at the 104 spot, is going to come in day one and be a starter on this roster today. It's just not possible uh, with the roster that the Rams have gathered and and the the team that this this, uh, front office has, has put on the field we don't really need any starters right now. We're looking for depth, and that's a very, very good thing when you're entering draft weekend, knowing that you just are looking for some depth. Uh, but that's also good for them because they they don't have that stress of coming into a team and needing to have a major impact immediately. You know what I mean? Like they can come in and 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 they can kind of 
learn the ropes of the NFL a little bit. And and we've seen that. Historically speaking, we've seen the, this Rams team treat rookies a completely different way than most other teams, where we let them sit, we let them hang out, and and then after like year two, year three, that's when we really start rolling them out. And it's pretty rare to see guys not do that. And some of the exceptions would be like a Jordan Fuller started playing a little bit. Burgess started playing a little bit. Uh, Ernest Jones this last year started playing, but Ernest Jones was really like the only rookie to start playing. And Ben Skoranek probably wouldn't have if the Rams didn't see so many injuries. So it, he kind of got forced into it. And Tutu probably would have been that guy, but he was hurt too. So uh, there, there's some situations where we will see rookies, but then like Jacob Harris, we were all excited about Jacob Harris coming into the year and then he didn't even do anything. So, no, but that doesn't mean he's not going to, like, I do anticipate him eventually becoming part of the offense, but that's, what's cool about the way that this, this team is built right now is that you can do that and you can kind of take your time, uh, but the Rams don't need any starters and, that's good because we could put we could put a field a, a team on the field today and be extremely competitive and that's exactly what you want and you know the draft is after a free agency for a reason and that reason is that the NFLPA wanted the veterans to get first dibs at a lot of these openings uh, and then you kind of fill out your roster with uh, the draft which is exactly what the Rams have done they've taken full advantage of the way that the offseason is structured right now which is you hit free agency you fill all your gaps you do all your trades and all that stuff right in there. And then when you hit the draft weekend, you can just fill out like, okay, this guy, we kind of like him, we can develop him. And you fill out your roster that way, which is absolutely perfect. Uh, but you know what? If, if you also have, uh, you sign free agents to have an impact today and you 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 draft for development and into the future. I, I fully believe that that's exactly the approach the Rams are taking, uh, mainly because I've got eyeballs and uh, pay attention to this team fairly closely <laughs> and and uh, that's just exactly like that's what we've done. That's what we've seen this team do. Could the Rams got a, could the Rams have gone into the draft and gotten a linebacker instead of Bobby Wagner? Yeah, probably. But now we have Bobby Wagner on our defense, so it works out. You know what I mean? Oh, so the Rams uh, picks they will impact uh, the post draft moves. So that is something to keep your mind on as we enter the draft and you start seeing the draft class of the Rams start to fill out. So uh, what does that tell us about the, how the coaching staff feels about the current roster? I, I don't know if it's too much, but there are like there, there is the ability to see what this, the, what the coaching staff feels about the depth at certain positions based on what they target. Um, but if the Rams, like for, these are my examples here. If the Rams were to draft a running back, don't expect Sony Michelle back. At least I don't expect Sony Michelle back. He could very well come back, but the Rams are pretty loaded at this position right now. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, you got Xavier Jones, Jake Funk. Uh, there's some depth at that spot. And really, past uh, Akers and Hendo, I mean, who else is really going to see the field that much? I like Xavier Jones. I like Jake Funk. You know what I mean? I, I like some of the depth that we have there, but uh, Akers is clearly uh, RB1, and I don't think that that is going to change at all. But if the Rams were to bring in uh, a, a rookie to that, I mean, now we're looking at five, six, seven running backs, and is Sony Michelle necessary? I, I don't know. Uh, Xavier Jones, I think, is more than capable of uh, entering that rotation. And Jake Funk, I think, is going to just keep getting better and better and better as time goes on. He showed some flashes for sure last year about what he can bring to this Rams offense. If the Rams draft a wide receiver, I don't think that that really changes anything on Odell Beckham Jr. I'll be completely honest. I think OBJ comes back. I also don't think the Rams are going to draft a wide receiver. I just don't think it's a position of need for this team. Uh, right now, you look at Cooper Cup, 
Uh, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell. I mean, this team has some depth at this spot already. And then also if we bring OBJ back or if that is the plan to bring OBJ back, then I don't see why the Rams would target that position. But of course, I mean, it's Sean McVay and I don't think that he's ever, I don't think he's ever looked at his offense and be like, we have more than enough weapons. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it's something to keep an eye on. If the Rams draft a cornerback, I fully anticipate this happening, by the way, but maybe their confidence in somebody like David Long Jr., Dante Dion, or Robert Rochelle is not as high as mine because I like all three of those guys. I like Robert Rochelle as like a futures starter kind of guy, but David Long Jr. and Dante Dion, I like them as a rotation, especially inside at nickel. If the Rams draft an edge player, maybe their confidence in Justin Hollins and Terrell Lewis isn't that high. And I think that's justified, although I do think that Hollins is ready to pop, and he showed a lot of flashes. Like, the way that he played early in the season before he got injured, I mean, it's that's hard to it's hard to look at Justin Hollins and the way he played last year and be like, oh, well, we just need we need to move on. Like we can't we like because he got hurt, it's like the flashes that he showed though, I think it's something we want to hang on to. If the Rams draft a punter, I do expect him to make the roster and that Dixon would be cut. Uh, so if Ariza does end up becoming an L.A. Ram, I would expect that Dixon would be gone. If the Rams draft a safety, uh, I at that point, if the Rams draft a safety, because of the depth at, their posi- at that position right now with Burgess, Fuller, Rapp, and Nick Scott, uh, I would say that Ty- uh, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, would not be coming in if the Rams do select a safety and if the Rams draft offensive line, I don't think that that changes anything. I think that the Rams just need depth up front. I like who we have right now that is like kind of in line to be a starter, um, but the Rams could use some depth here, and they like versatility. So, no, I don't have names for you, but whoever the Rams do pick as far as offensive linemen go, and I'm sure there will be at least one here, uh, Try maybe look into them, and, and it, well, in your research, you'll probably find that they can play two or more positions along the front. And that's just uh, what the Rams like to do. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break here. I need some water into my face, um, but uh, we'll be right back with some draft coverage. Don't move! And welcome back into Ram Showcase, on Sports World Radio on the fan side of the network. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Anybody dropping in late? I am Sheriff Joe Bags, and this is Ram Showcase. All right, let's continue here. Let's not forget that the NFL draft is not a guarantee in any capacity. In no capacity at all is the NFL draft a guarantee. Any of the players you select, they might all be terrible. They might all be awesome. But no player selected is a surefire thing or an immediate miss. And that's what I don't like about certain, you know, draft grades or or saying that like, oh, why did we take this guy? This guy can't play. I I let's can we just let him touch the field first? You know what I mean? Like Todd Gurley was a great pick for four years and then wasn't. You know what I mean? And some people will hear that comment and say that that's ridiculous and, and what he did was it was amazing, and it was. Todd Gurley was absolutely incredible for a few years. Does that mean he was a bad pick? No. Does it mean it was a good pick? Not really. I mean, he was picked number 10 overall, and we didn't get out of him what I think that we expected to get out of him. Although we did get some incredible years. And I don't want to take those back or away from Todd Gurley. But it is what it is. And even the Rams passed on Aaron Donald at first. The Rams took Greg Robinson over Aaron Donald. I remember this day extremely vividly because I recorded the draft. 
I was in Denver seeing Primal Fear live. <laughs> and I recorded the draft, got home. I wanted Greg Robinson. I was excited about that one. And then when we picked Aaron Donald, it was like, okay, we went we went offensive line, defensive line. Not very exciting, but whatevs. And the guy that I wanted, Greg Robinson, ended up to be a huge bust. And the guy that I didn't really know that much about, Aaron Donald, is a future Hall of Famer. So, I mean, that's why we can't look at it, it, at the draft the day it happens and make any kind of judgment on it. We can look at the roster and say, like, okay, the Rams did this. Now this guy's going to be thrown into the fold. But to say that a guy's good or bad immediately is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Can we please just let these guys touch a football field before we crown or condemn them? That's really all I'm asking here. Draft grades before these players touch a field is absolutely ridiculous. We will not know how good or bad these, these this class will be for years. They say it's a terrible quarterback class. Who knows? What if we get four Hall of Famers out of it and they all fall to great teams? It's all situational. I mean, situations are situational, as Pat McAfee would say. And like if if the class is bad and no one's going high, but then everybody goes into a sick situation and gets picked late to good teams, maybe that changes their entire future. Never forget that about 20 percent of these guys will have any real impact in the NFL. About 20 percent will have an actual impact in the league for any extended amount of time. Of that 20%, only a few will have an actual long-term impact on the NFL. It's extremely rare to see a stacked class where you look back on it and you're like, wow, there was 10 Hall of Famers in that class? It doesn't happen. It, it just doesn't. And a lot of the guys are that, that, that have the staying power. They're not first-round picks. Some of them are undrafted. Some are late picks. Look at the Rams roster alone. Cooper Cup, Jordan Fuller, these guys are starters on this team. And good at it, too. <laughs> and, and they were not first-round picks for the Los Angeles Rams. 100% of past drafts, we can go back and uh, we could do a redraft that makes it better for the Rams. Uh, this one will be no different. So let's just not. Can we not? We could also not do that. You know what I mean? Like we could, we could just, we could have the option of going back and doing a redraft and saying like, oh, we could have had this person. We could have had this person. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. So we could also not do any of that stuff. You know? <laughs> what does any of this mean though for the post-draft moves? Uh, as we get through the draft and we see who the Rams pick, and where they target, what positions they, they go after, how will that impact it? Um, I do expect some more moves from the Rams, simply put. I do anticipate that this team will still make some free agent moves, even post-draft. Odell Beckham Jr., Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, and Sony Michelle are all names that pop up in different capacities uh, pretty often still. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., if I had to put money on three of those names, or on one of those names of the three, uh, I would put my money on Odell Beckham Jr. becoming a Ram. Uh, again, Honey Badger, I'm starting to think that that's not going to happen, but I don't, I, every time I say that, that's like the next thing the Rams do. So welcome to the Rams, Honey Badger, I guess. And uh, Sony Michelle, I don't think that he makes his return. I think that he'll just demand a little bit too much money uh, than, than the Rams will want to pay him, especially when you can just get guys pretty cheap at the running back spot. So 
Uh, of course, uh, Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup restructures are still on their way, and it does sound like uh, that would make enough room. I know that that sounds like it's not real, but it is that uh, giving these guys extensions would open up some cap space, and uh, that that's where that money would come from for these moves. Because uh, right now, the Rams' cap space is pretty much allotted towards the draft class, so uh, I could absolutely see some moves here where Odell Beckham Jr. and maybe Honey Badger are the ones that come in uh, after the Rams do clear up a little bit of space uh, in in the cap, because it's it's not only possible, but likely that the Rams are going to restructure Donald and Cup and open up a little bit of space. And maybe that's for the purpose of bringing in OBJ or for the purpose of bringing in Honey Badger. But if Honey Badger comes in, I don't anticipate Raft back. So there's a lot of moving parts here. (laughs) If the Rams draft a safety, I don't think Honey Badger comes in. If the Rams don't draft a safety and then sign Honey Badger, I think that Taylor Rapp would be gone. Uh, There's a lot of things going on. Um, But also you got to keep, well... I don't even want to dive into that. I was going to say, you got to keep your mind on social media as well. And the Rams posted a rap picture today for a background. So maybe they, I don't know. Does it mean anything? That's the question. Because <laughs> we don't know. Uh, some transactions. Uh, it does look like the Rams are uh, making some moves to uh, replace some depth via the draft. And that is uh, the two moves that were made. I missed it last week of uh, cornerback Kareem or being waived and uh, center Drake Jackson also being waived. So uh, I would anticipate a center potentially coming in, uh, but I think uh, so a blanket statement would be I, I anticipate offensive line moves via the draft. And I do anticipate some corners, but I also like who we have. Uh, that's I know that uh, losing Darius Williams makes a little like a few people nervous, but he also had zero picks this year. So I would like to see a move there. I, well, I mean, he's gone, so. We have to see a move there. <laughs> Otherwise, just nobody plays there. I'll do it. I will play. For the veteran minimum, I will play uh, opposite of Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> My services are available, Les. Your move. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the rest of the West real quick. Not a whole lot to get into, and then we will get into our uh, fan quesos. Um, but uh, there is a growing feeling that the 49ers could move Debo during or before the NFL draft. So if you're seeing this and Debo's already moved, then feel free to ignore this part. Uh, But it does seem like Debo Samuel would be on the move pretty soon. And it does seem like the Jets are very realistic there. So uh, teaming up with his old, old coach that was not necessarily his coach. uh, What was that meathead's name? Uh, Sala. Yeah. As I, when he was with the 49ers, I just knew him as the meathead. (laughs) Don't ask. It's not a long story, but I don't care. Um, that's that's who he is. He's a meathead, Robert Sala. I think it'd be a good team for him, though. I think that Debo would. I think that 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 combination going to a young quarterback like Zach Wilson, you get uh, back with an old coach, Sala, stuff like that. I think the Jets are decent. I think they're they're better than they get credit for. I think. Hmm. Maybe I'm only saying that because Boy Green is my partner here at Sports War Radio, and he's a big Jets fan. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm secondhand biased. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. (laughs) Seahawks at uh, nine have been really quiet, and there's not a lot of information coming out about the Seahawks and what they could potentially be doing at the nine spot. Which leads me to believe that they're being quiet on purpose. Could we see a quarterback go to Seattle? 
I think it's very real that that could happen. They got Geno Smith and Drew Locke, which is like racing a Pinto versus a thing. And it's just a bad, like, that's your quarterback battle. That's not good for the Seahawks. If you're the Seahawks, that's a bad situation to be in when that's your quarterback battle. Okay, so I could absolutely see a rookie getting tossed into that mix. Uh, maybe still not winning because Drew Locke, I think, is better than he gets credit for, but he's also still not very good. So he gets zero credit, but he's like this good. You know what I mean? He's not like up here where real quarterbacks are, but he is better than he gets credit for. And if he could just mature just a little bit, I think he would be so much better off. And then Geno being there helps as well. But I mean, historically speaking here, Geno hasn't even been liked by his own team. So... <laughs> He got punched in the face. That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> All right. And it also feels like uh, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray are putting aside their differences. And I don't know if the, if Kyler's stoked to be an Arizona Cardinal still, but it does seem like they're putting aside their differences. The Cardinals, though, today or yesterday, depending on when you're seeing this, and it actually is yesterday for me as well. It's past midnight. Um, but uh, they did pick up his fifth-year option, so he is now tied uh, into the Arizona Cardinals for at least one more year. We will see what happens with that. Uh, who needs a quarterback right now that the the Cardinals could make a trade with? I, I don't know. And uh, that's kind of the situation we're looking at with Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield is who even needs a quarterback right now? Houston? I mean, yeah, but what are, what is Houston going to give up, you know what I mean, to get their guy? I don't know. They had Deshaun Watson. Um Seattle, but it's not like Arizona's going to trade Kyler in division to Seattle. Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one because there's not that many teams looking right now. There's a lot of teams that have re- good quarterbacks. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing in the NFL today that we have, like we're pretty much loaded up. We're all we're all full up on, on quarterbacks over here. Everybody's got a guy that they're at least comfortable going into the season with, even if they could get better at that spot. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. On the other side, we've got fan quesos. You're not going to want to miss this. Welcome back in. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, and we will get into our fan quesos once I pull them up because I did not do that ahead of time. So I'm going to go ahead and stall as I go through my menus and find my fan quesos. All right, let's go ahead and hop into them. This one coming from Snubster Waltz. Great name. Hope it's a real one. Uh, since Debo Samuel has recently requested a trade, what would you be willing to let the Rams trade for him? Uh, this is purely hypothetical, of course, since the 49ers are likely not going to trade Debo to another NFC West team. Yeah, I would be shocked if they did that, but um, I would I would give up. Uh, I mean, the Rams pick in the first round again when uh, like 30-26 or something. Uh, I would just like... I would be okay with the Rams giving up their next two first for Debo. Uh, he's that talented. And I mean, obviously he's going to need some money. Um, but also, like, I hate Debo. But I think part of that's because he's a 49er. Like, if he was a Ram, I think I would love Debo. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of the way it goes. So I think that, I think I would be cool with the Rams giving up two ones for Debo. And I think that that's what it's going to cost. Um, but I just don't think, for the Rams specifically, I don't think that the Rams are in a situation where uh, even if they were outside of the NFC West, because uh, you're right, I mean, why would they trade them to the Rams? Um, but if the Rams were in a different division, say they were in, say we were the Jets, we were just in the AFC East out there. 
so uh, in that situation, I think at the Rams, with our current draft process, I don't think that they would take that. I think that that would be too far out for them. Um, and also, I mean, look at like giving up, up the first round pick to part of the Jared Goff trade and uh, for, for Matthew Stafford. Like, does that really help the Lions to be picking at 32? Like, that's just a second round pick at that point. Like, no one's like, oh, 32? <laughs> like, what's the biggest name at 32 of all time? I don't even know. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's not a highly sought after pick, but when you say first round pick, it's like, whoa, but it was 32 overall. And at that point it's like, oh, okay. It's a second round pick. That's cool. So I don't know, but uh, I would be okay with uh, the Rams giving up two ones. Like that wouldn't hurt my feelings if that were to happen in some capacity. The Rams give up two ones for Debo. I'd be like, okay, like now, now we got Debo instead of two coin tosses. I'll take that all day. Cause that's exactly what draft picks are. They're coin tosses. You have no idea if these guys are gonna be good or not. That's why I like the approach that the Rams take going after veterans where you know who they are. You've played against them. They've played against you. Uh, they 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 have friends in the NFL and stuff like that. And everybody knows each other. And you got guys like Bobby Wagner, who, by the way, again, I know I plugged this last week, but his interview on Rich Eisen, where he was talking about how uh, there was a play against the Rams and it's the chess match of it. And I absolutely love this stuff. I eat this stuff up where he said that he saw like on tape, there was a screen, a running back screen, and he did not bite on it. But he knew that the Rams would see that on tape and say he didn't bite on it. Let's go ahead and try to hit it again. And that's when now he would attack it because he knew that the way that we saw it was going to be a situation where it, it's like that's the, just the chess match of like he didn't do it, but because he knew that we knew that he didn't do it, then now he's going to do it kind of thing. Does any? You picking up what I'm putting down. You get it. You get it. <laughs> All right. Let's keep uh, moving on here. This one, next couple here coming from John. Based on projected starters from the current roster, rank the following position groups from strongest to weakest. Offensive line, edge rusher, cornerback. Ooh, tough question. All right. Offensive line, edge rusher, cornerback. From strongest to weakest. Strongest, I think, offensive line. I don't think that this... Even our own fan base doesn't give this offensive line enough credit. I know Andrew Whitworth is gone. Uh, I know that Blythe is gone. Blythe has been gone. What am I saying? Um, Corbett. Corbett's now gone. Jeez. All my offensive linemen are mixing up. Uh, Edge rusher, I would go after that because I think that Flo and Hollins will be a great combo if that is what we end up seeing. Um, but the depth there is one thing that does kind of give me some concern there. I, I like Terrell Lewis, but can he stay on the field? I mean, that dude, uh, I, it seems like he's always dealing with something as far as an injury goes. Uh, and then cornerback, I would put it at the lowest. But, I mean, all these groups I, I feel okay with. You know what I mean? Like, it, nope, it, I'm not looking at corner like, if we don't get this fixed, we are not going back to, like, that's just not how I feel. Jalen Ramsey, obviously top tier. I like David Long Jr. I like Robert Rochelle. I like Dante Dion. Um, I, I like these guys. So I don't think that there's a bad one. But if I had to go weakest, I would say cornerback just because we don't really know who's going to be opposite of Jalen Ramsey. Going forward, please provide Joe Stradamus predictions on non-draft acquisitions by position group. For example, do you predict free agency signings or trades for cornerback, outside linebacker, etc.? I do anticipate the Rams bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. I do think that the Rams could possibly bring in a free agent cornerback. I just don't think that that would be uh, a big name. I think it would be something like bringing back Kareem Orr or something like that. I don't think it would be anything too crazy. 
outside linebacker. I don't think the Rams will make any moves here, but uh, there are still names out there, such as like Jadavian Clowney, who, I mean, he had one great play in college, and honestly, what has he done since? Like, what has he done that has been like super impressive, deserving of a number one overall pick kind of thing? I don't know, but he is uh, athletic, and I think that our culture... Uh, would help them, but um, I don't think I. This team is pretty much built, and I think a lot of the names and signings that we'll see is going to be lower level names, except for somebody like Odell Beckham Jr. And potentially, I'm not super confident it'll happen, but also Honey Badger feels like uh, something that could happen as well. Let's see. For each conference, identify three teams that made the playoffs in twenty in the 2021 season that will not make the playoffs in the 2022 season. And conversely, identify the three teams that did not make the playoffs in 2021 that will make the playoffs this approaching season. Okay. So I actually I did see this one, and I did have like a I was thinking about it as I was uh as I was working today. Don't tell my boss. Um, there's a lot of downtime in radio, actually. It's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be okay. Uh, when you're sitting there, like, between, it's like, okay, I have 20 minutes till I need to say another word. It's, just, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. All right. So, let's start with the NFC. Well, we'll start with the AFC, because that's um, not our conference. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Steelers. I'm going to say that they don't make it. The Patriots, Raiders, and Steelers. As far as who does make it, I think the Colts make it. I think the Chargers make it. There was another team that I had in my brain who did not make the playoffs that will. Uh, Miami Dolphins. I think that those are your three that replace them. In the NFC, I think that the Cardinals miss the playoffs. I think that the Eagles miss the playoffs. I don't even, I'm not, I, I feel confident in that. <laughs> the Eagles are not going back to the playoffs. They're not a very good team. Uh, so I'm going to say Cardinals, Eagles. Oh man, that's a tough one. I had it too, but I did, now I'm not sure. Now I'm second guessing. I'm going to say the Cowboys. I'm going Eagles, Cowboys, Cardinals. And in place of those teams, I'm going to go Commanders. They're better than they get credit for. So I'm going to go Commanders. I'm going to go with the Vikings. And I'm going to go with... Oh, now I'm not confident. Um... I... Oh, this is terrible. I'm going to... I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying in my brain. I'm trying to pick between the Falcons and the Panthers, and that is such a difficult decision. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna throw a noodle at the wall. See which one sticks. I'm gonna go Panthers. All right, that's what I'm doing. That's your answer. Thank you for your questions, John. <laughs> this next one here comes from Bayo. In your Rams fandom, how much do you appreciate a front office you can trust compared to past front office teams? Dude, this is such a real thing, man. Um, it's unbelievable how much it's like hey they know what they're doing like obj may or may not come back well okay whatever if he does awesome if not then that's cool if he does i mean he's not gonna play for a couple months anyway until like he's not gonna be week one if he doesn't he'll just be somewhere else and we're stacked at the position so cool it's such a different feeling completely that uh you know going entering a season and just like just Entering an off season and just being like they'll they'll figure this out it's fine like 
it's unbelievable. This is such a different deal than when we had like Billy Devaney running the squad and uh, like Billy Devaney working with Scott Linehan or, you know, <laughs> like, ugh. Uh, I almost hurt my own feelings there mentioning those names. <laughs> this next one here from Luis. Uh, who do you think is our best safety on the actual roster? I'm going with Nick Super Scott. He did great in every game of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, he definitely did an awesome job in the playoffs, but uh, don't let that skew your brain from uh, it being a very clear answer here in Jordan Fuller. I mean, Jordan Fuller is 100% the best safety on this roster, and that's not a shot at Nick Scott, but I think it's Jordan Fuller and then a gap between everybody else, honestly. like I, It's not just because I like Jordan Fuller and that he's my favorite player, all this stuff. I just think he is the better safety that we have. He is the best safety that we have, and then there's everybody else. Then I would I would put in uh, probably probably Scott after that, and then Burgess Rap. I think that those are all that that makes sense though. But Jordan Fuller is one hundred percent the best safety that we have, without question. Nick Scott, awesome in the playoffs. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes players are just sick in the playoffs. Like I mean, do we really want to enter the season with Bryson Hopkins or Kendall Blanton at, at uh, tight end? No, they did awesome in the playoffs and no hate towards them at all. But Tyler Higby's our best tight end still. You know what I mean? So you got to take that into consideration. Uh, Playoffs count, (laughs) obviously. Um, But uh, overall, our best safety is absolutely uh, Jordan Fuller. Next one here comes from Edwin. Uh, What did you like most about the fake movie trailer the Rams did? Uh, When the... Okay, I'll answer that one first. What did I like most about it? Dennis Quaid as Stan Kroenke. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing. I want that on a shirt. I want Dennis Quaid as Stan Kroenke on a shirt. Um, I think that's perfect. Yeah, it's good stuff. And the dude, I, I'm blanking on his name. The dude who played Les in his hair. <laughs> Correct me up, man. That was one of my favorite things, too. Uh, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, all the talking heads kept saying how they were going to repeat and how they're the team to beat. Why do you think they don't have that same confidence on the reigning Super Bowl champs? Well, would you leave your current job? Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, why do I not think that they have that same confidence? I think it's because uh, I, I think it. when's the last time we saw a back-to-back winner? You know what I mean? It just doesn't happen. I think when Tom Brady did it with the Bucks, I think everybody was like, this team did not lose anybody. They're just going to do it again. And the Rams did lose people. So uh, you lose one of your starting corners, and I know that that's not that big of a loss, uh, especially with who he was. Uh, you lose Andrew Whitworth, who is absolutely a big loss. You lose Robert Woods, who is one of your best leaders. So I get it. Um, but at the same time, I feel really good that this team is like is, has put that Super Bowl in the past now. It's like, okay, we did that. Let's go do it again. You know what I mean? The whole run it back thing. So um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you just got to like, like, who cares what they say on NFL Network or ESPN? Like, it doesn't impact your roster or your game at all. So it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? And, uh, like, honestly, like, the Rams shows, I think, are the ones that matter. <laughs> like, we're confident, so whatevs. It's good, you know what I mean? Like, as long as, like, I'm confident, Payo's confident, Rams House is confident, other Rams shows are confident. I'm trying to think. They got Rams House TV, uh, Rams Talk. Uh, there's so many Rams shows, guys. <laughs> If you there is no shortage of Rams content being created out there. I love it. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Would you leave your current job if the Rams offered you an entry level job uh, in the Rams media group? Oh man, I okay. I'll put it this way, man. I'll be dead serious with you right now. Dead serious. My current job, 
that I just got on the radio. Um, that's a job I've wanted since I was in elementary school. Uh, it's kind of like a dream job situation for me. And my mom was telling me a story about how I used to go into my garage as an elementary kid, like second, third, fourth grade. I had a little purple radio DJ toy. If I can find a picture of it, I'll put it up for you. I had a little purple radio DJ toy that would broadcast like 50 feet to an AM station. It had a little cassette player on it and a little crappy microphone attached to it. And I used to go into my garage and pretend that I was a DJ on the station that I literally work for right now. I used to pretend I was a Kilo DJ and now I'm literally the night guy at Kilo. So, I mean, I love it. Uh, I, I'm having so much fun at this job. It's it's so unbelievable to actually be in live radio and to actually be doing what I have wanted to do forever, <laughs> you know? And so uh, would I leave for the a Rams job? I mean, I would have to seriously consider it, um, but I think I would want to be in radio. I think that now, especially because I have like, I'm on what is probably the highest rated, depending on when you, when you look at the numbers, I, the highest rated sh- radio station in uh, in my city like having that kind of stuff on my background i would want to be able to try to do radio out there as well so um it would be a tough one for sure that'd be a tough that's i I, it would depend on the position honestly because i like it where i'm at for sure let's see here next one from ram's house whose house (laughs) what is mark Barron's favorite beverage dude oh man Hashtag throwback. <laughs> it's a, ah, oh man, Mark Barron. That's my dog. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say his, his favorite drink is my favorite drink. Glenn Levitt, scotch. <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, let's see here. Next from, next one from Rams house. Who's hopes? Rams player that has the brightest future over the next five to seven years. Solid question. Wish I would have seen this one earlier. Uh, I guess more time to think about it. Um, dang, man. Tough one. I think that Allen Robinson is going to absolutely blow people's minds right off. And I'm super excited to see what he does in this Rams offense. I, I think that he is such a strong addition to this team. Uh, underrated addition. I think that his... What he's going to bring to this Rams offense, I think, is something that I don't even think we as Rams fans are ready for. Uh, so I think that he will be in there, especially that five to seven year range. Um, Cooper Cup obviously has to be thrown in there. He's got a great future. He's going to be really good at football for a really long time. Uh, but if we're going younger guys, I'm going to say potentially Van Jefferson could squeak his way into that conversation. Um, I want to try to go defense here. Dude, that's a tough one on defense. I feel like everybody we've got right now is pretty solidified already. Um, but if I had to pick out a name just just to, to toss one out uh, on defense, I'm going to say Greg Gaines. Uh, his, his increase in production from when just a couple years ago I was saying, we need to cut this guy because <laughs> he started the season so poorly and was just getting blown off the line. And now what he's become I mean, if he can continue on that trajectory, I, he's going to be extremely good at football. Uh, so I, I would say him uh, as well. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of the rookies from last year that I really think have a, a very bright future. Ernest Jones, I don't know why I didn't mention him, but uh, he's he's got all of it. Like, he's got 
everything you need to be really, really good at this sport. And now he's working alongside Bobby Wagner, who works with Ray Lewis, so they'll probably all three get together at some point. Uh, Ernest Jones, I think he's got an extremely bright future, and uh, I would not be surprised to uh, to see his just his just his presence at all. I mean, just just keep getting better and better and better. He's got all the tools to be a potential Hall of Famer, and I know I, we've only seen one year. We've seen his rookie season, and you never know. But oh man, is that guy? He's got uh, he's got it. He's got the tools, man, for sure. So I'm excited to see what he can do. So I'll go with those. Uh, If I had to give one per side, I would say uh, Allen Robinson and Ernest Jones. Those are two very strong picks. But I also want to see what these other guys can do. Jacob Harris. uh, I want to see what Bobby Brown can do. Uh, But we got to see him out there first. So, um, And I don't have a lot of confidence in some of the other guys. Skoranek, his hands. I mean, he he drops too many balls. Uh, And Tutu Atwell, I'm I'm not sold yet. Uh, We'll see. He did post something on Twitter uh, about, like, like, even your own fans doubt you it's like dude what what like what have you done <laughs> what have you done to excite us man like get us going like get like say something and i tried to get it like i tried to shoot it out some feelers of uh trying to get him on the show to to explain to me why we should be confident in him and i never heard anything so i don't know maybe he doesn't care <laughs> probably not he's probably fine <laughs> he doesn't need my approval uh, next one from Peo. Can you compare Ramit to On the Clock in detail why you love both? I don't know. I, they're not to both comparable, comparable, I guess. Uh, they're they're different entities entirely um, because Ramit is a whole song that is awesome. But in fairness, the On the Clock is like the modern version of that because if we put out a song today, if the Rams did like a song like Ramit, do you realize 31 other fan bases how hard they would rail us. <laughs> so I get it. Um, we even got railed for the on the clock thing, but I think a, a big part of that, honestly, though, I say this like not even out of spite or anything. I really think it's like other fans being like, why is my team not this cool? Like, I really truly believe that, that other teams are like, other fans are watching this like, dang it. Like they won the Super Bowl. They're putting out all this sick content. Like they're awesome. Like, I think that's what Skip's problem is. Skip Bayless. I think a lot of the the fans that are bashing us right now, it's like they they just they wish that they could be on this side. We're on this side. <laughs> um, but uh, why I like them both, man. I think Ramit was perfect for its time. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's not the one that you hear about. Uh, you hear about the uh, the Bears one, whatever that one was called. Uh, but this one, uh, I, the production value on this one is exactly why I love it so much. Uh, it's uh, it's so cool to get these guys into acting and to like be around the stars and to like, I don't know, just get them doing something different other than uh, just doing football and taking poses for social media. Like to get them in the spotlight for doing other stuff is, is really exciting. I, I love the way this team handles stuff. Let's see here. Uh, from Neil, did you see the Rams steal the draft hype movie? Absolutely, dude. I mean, it was classic. I mean, and I'm a Rams guy who does a Rams podcast uh, yearly, uh, year round, not yearly. That'd be ridiculous. One, one episode a year. Hope it's good. <laughs> um, but I do a weekly Rams podcast once a week, man. Of course I saw it. It was awesome. You know what I mean? I see Rams content. I, I don't know if there's Rams content that I have not laid my eyeballs on. I, I don't know if it exists. Um, I watch all the press conferences. Um, I do actually have the Rams DVD, the, the championship DVD yet to watch that. 
every time I've almost done it, I'm like, ah, I'm not right. I'm, I'm my head's not right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta miss it a little bit more. I think because <laughs> this offseason is going so fast. I feel like the Super Bowl was like two weeks ago. This one comes from Dominic. What is Robert Rochelle's favorite beverage? Dominic, you're stealing questions, man. <laughs> this is Bram's house's thing, man. What are you doing out here? Stealing people's questions. Stealing the questions. All right. I'll answer it. Robert Rochelle's favorite beverage. What do people like to steal? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Robert Rochelle, that's a tough one, actually. Um, I, I'm going to give like a generic answer here if I can't think of anything here soon. I'm going to go ahead and say that Robert Rochelle really enjoys cherry Slurpees from... 7-Eleven. <laughs> or banana. He's like a he's a total banana guy. The banana's delicious. Alright. Um, yeah, that's my that's my response. But no more stealing questions, Dominic. Think of something else, man. Think of something else. <laughs> this all spawned from the cheese questions. What is who X player's favorite cheese? I wonder if I could go find a lot of those old ones and and share them again from uh from way back in the day. My friend Kyle. So that's why this is called Fan Quesos. Rest in peace, Kyle. Hope you're doing good. Alright. Uh, that is going to do it for my Fan Quesos, though. Thank you for dropping those. Genuinely appreciate the heck out of you guys. And uh, everybody who takes some time to ask me questions. And then and then watches me answer their questions in the most ridiculous form or way possible that I can think of. Which is just to... Uh, be ridiculous with my answers as much as I can. But also give real answers. You get it. You get it. Um, but that is that is all for me. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. If you would like to check out my radio show that I do. It's a live radio show. So it's I mean, I'm on air from 7 to midnight. Uh, so... If you want to check it out or, or anything, if you have questions about that, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the app is and stuff like that. You can listen to me live. It's a rock station, so if you like that music, then uh, you're in the right spot. But it is local out here in Colorado Springs. Killer Radio Blings. And, um, yeah, if you're curious. If not, that's cool, too. If only you want Rams content, that is absolutely okay. Because I also provide dance. <laughs> but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sider Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.